Welcome back to Be Right, the Golf Digest gambling podcast. I'm Alex Myers. I'm joined by Stephen Hennessy, Christopher Powers. Guys, uh, for a second straight week, we've got some live golf, some live charity golf. We're obviously excited. This week, the match, Champions for Charity. Um, we've got Tiger and Peyton versus Phil and Tom Brady. We've been hearing about this now for weeks. It's nice to finally uh, get down to business. We're going to have a chat with Trevor Immelman a little later. He will be involved with Turner Sports' coverage of the event. Of course, he's also a Masters champion from 2008, so knows a little bit about uh, both being on the course and being behind the camera, of course. So, uh, But first, Steve, let's talk about the venue uh, medalist golf club. We know this is Tiger's home course. We know this is a bunch of tour players home course. What, what can you tell us about it? It's, it's, uh, I, I understand there was actually a shells, wonderful world of golf, uh, like 25 years ago involving Greg Norman and Nick price, but I, I have not seen that admittedly, maybe before <laughs> Sunday, I'll watch it just to get, do some, do some more homework. Right. But, uh, I mentioned Norman. I know there's an interesting backstory there. I'll let you, you take it from there. Yeah, so original Pete Dye, Greg Norman design, 1995. Uh, then Norman did a bunch of changes over the next couple of years. And then the club did a complete redesign with Bobby Weed back in 2015. And that really lengthened the course. It's over 7,500 yards from the tips. Slope rating of like 155, I think it is, which is insane. Um, and they have six sets of, they call them the Tiger Tees. You might have seen them on right. social media. Um, Tiger also holds the course record here, uh, from 2011 shot a 62, no big deal. That was before all the changes. Um, Ricky Fowler also shot a 62 the next year. Um, so yeah, like you said, you know, JT, Ricky, Kepka, Tiger, they're all members. So, you know, all about the vibe and the hang here. <laughs> so if you're, yeah. if you're lucky enough to play medalist, odds are you're going to see some tour players there. So it's a pretty cool thing. The range is supposed to be great. Um, so uh, that's obviously where Tiger spends a lot of his time uh, when he, when it's not a tour week. So, you know, that's a big part of it, I think, is he has such experience here. And I think, you know, we'll get into handicapping it later, but nobody knows these greens like he does at this course among these four. So that, that's got to be a huge advantage. That's why he's a big favorite with Peyton Manning, minus 186 right now, DraftKings and uh, Phil and Brady are plus 160. So you know, again, it's like last week, a uh, little value maybe with the underdog, but, you know, you have to weigh these factors of, you know, how big is that uh, home course advantage for Tiger? Yeah. And, and the story too with Norman is that he, when he wasn't asked to do the redesign, uh, he was not happy about it. He took uh, this mounted shark that was above <laughs> the grill room. He, he took it out of there and, and just got took out. His ball, took his ball and went home literally. Right. And, um, you know, I mean, you get it. He he was the original designer, but also apparently he was just driving around the course with like a bulldozer, just <laughs> that's what it sounds, <laughs> freaking changes left and right and not even like asking people about it. So anyway, some crazy stuff there. He won't be there. Uh, you mentioned the Tiger tees, and I was wondering what tees these guys are going to play from because if they're playing from the Tiger tees. I mean, I assume Tiger and Phil would be playing from the Tiger tees, but are the, are the other guys going to be playing from the same tees? I mean, no, that's... They're going to be a, at least a setup, if not. Okay, good. All right. So Tiger oh, okay. from the Tiger tees, the big boy tees. Uh, let the, the football players move up a little. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. That's... Chris, before we get to uh, Trevor Imlin, the, the format here is interesting in that we have nine holes of best ball and then nine holes of modified alternate shot. Uh, we ask Immelman 
who this favors. But what, what do you think in ter- when you start looking at this, um, d- does that factor into your, any decisions that you make? What's the preferred uh, nomenclature for best ball? Uh, what would John Huggins say? Is it four ball? Okay. Um, yeah, very interesting. I think that's obviously a huge factor. I actually have extensive experience with the, the format they're playing on the back nine, which is modified alternate shot. It's called Pinehurst, which is they employ in a lot of like New Jersey state father-son events that my dad and I have competed in. We played this Pinehurst format at, at least 10 times in my lifetime. And it's, you know, you hit your tee shot, you both hit tee shots. And then you pick the best tee shot from there. So if my dad hit a better tee shot, we go to his ball. And then you play alternate shot from there. So it's not pure alternate shot, you know, from the start. It's kind of like a not a shamble kind of deal. It's like two-man yeah. kind, you know, it's 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 modified alternate shot, literally. So I think that's gonna be pretty chaotic on the back nine. It gets chaotic. I've done it. My dad and I have, you know, you know, five putted back and forth. I remember, I'll never forget it. It was all-time embarrassing moment but uh that it's that that's going to play a huge factor if you know tiger and peyton are two up you know heading to the back nine then then all of a sudden they got to switch formats and peyton might put tiger in the woods and you know tiger's got to escape and anything could happen on the back nine for sure but front nine i think will be pretty standard stuff and and peyton and tom are getting three shots so that'll definitely be interesting if one of them can birdie one of the stroke holes but uh I'd favor Tiger Peyton on the front and then on the back, I think anything could happen. Yeah, that back nine is gonna be crazy. Um I was it's thinking gonna be I was fun. trying to it's think gonna be so the, much fun to watch. Yeah, I was trying to think of the format where you all hit the tee shot and you pick the best one and, and everybody plays from there. That's shamble. Because I remember is, that obviously our is that what our, we did at Beth Page? The Beth Page, yeah. The domination <laughs> Beth Page. Uh we just ran away with it. Joel, we basically just used Joel's uh T-shots. Big advantage. Yeah. He took 330 yards off the tee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's like you're playing, you're playing your own ball the whole round, but you're playing from the best tee shot every time. Yeah, you get to play from a good spot. <laughs> but no, but these guys are going to be playing from some tough, tricky yeah. spots on the back nine for sure. That That is going to be a lot of fun. And had they done it, part of me wishes they'd done that the whole time, but I don't know if we – it might have taken – it might have been six hours <laughs> It could get ugly with uh, Peyton and Brady spraying it. All right. Well, let's get to our chat with Trevor Immelman, who, as I said, will be a part of Turner's broadcast this weekend, along with Brian Anderson on play-by-play and Charles Barkley also doing some commentating. That should be fun. Justin Thomas and Amanda Balionis as on-course reporters. So it's an all-star crew uh, doing this star-studded match. Uh, Please have a listen to our chat with 2008 Masters champ, Trevor England. All right, I'm excited to welcome to the Be Right podcast, Trevor Immelman, 2008 Masters champ, who will be a part of Turner Sports' coverage for the match, Champions for Charity. Trevor, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Uh, thanks, guys. It's great to join you. Doing well. Uh, weather's great here in uh, Orlando today. I'm actually looking forward to going to play some golf myself. And uh, looking forward to uh, this match even more. It's going to be great to uh, be yeah. able to get down there and uh, see these four legends go at it. Yeah, I was going to say, just A, you know, after we saw uh, last week's charity event uh, and we, we start to see some golf coming back, how excited are you, A, just to see some golf? And B, also, you get to work side by side with Charles Barkley. That's going to be, <laughs> uh, that's going to be fun, I imagine. 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, extremely excited to uh, be able to see our sport and also NASCAR starting uh, to make some moves uh, back to what uh, we used to know as normal. Uh, obviously, uh, the United States and the whole world's been going through such a tough time over the last few months. And, you know, in our own little way in the game of golf, this just feels like a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel that we're able to see our best players back out on golf courses, uh, uh, you know, that we've known over the years. And uh, i got to say, I thought NBC did a fantastic job uh, last week. Uh, it was great to see those four youngsters out there playing on an iconic golf course. Uh, and I think it'll be the same this week, obviously, with uh, a different combination of legends. We've got, uh, you know, Tiger and Phil that uh, in our sport really have been the flag bearers for 20 plus years. And then uh, maybe the two biggest names um, in, in uh, football. Uh, you've got eight Super Bowls sure. and 20 majors amongst these uh, four guys. <laughs> it should be a lot of fun uh, to get out there and watch them compete uh, and see how they go about uh, getting it done. You know that all these guys are uber competitive and they're going to want to win. Uh, so that's right. going to be fun to watch. And then for me personally, yeah, having the opportunity to work uh, with Charles is going to be great. Uh, I've been a huge fan of uh, their show, their NBA show with Ernie Johnson and Shaq and, mm -hmm. and Kenny. So uh, I feel like I know those guys already um, because right. I've watched right. the show so much. And you always get the feel that they're so authentic and just being themselves during the show. So uh, like I said, you kind of feel like you know them already. But it's going to be a huge thrill for me to be able uh, to work with him. And Brian Anderson, who's a guy I have a lot of respect for, and JT joining, and Amanda. Uh, it's going to mm -hmm. be a lot of fun for us to, uh, to get out there and, and uh, watch these guys go at it. For sure. Yeah, Trevor, and you have all these guys mic'd up, which will also be a great element to this. And, you know, you've been on both sides for so long competing and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, now in the broadcast booth. So uh, wondering what you think the best part of that is having that window into, you know, all these competitors and, you know, being able to kind of listen in uh, on the course. Yeah, that is the best part is to be able to get the natural reaction of the athlete uh, immediately after the shot has been hit. Uh, you know, particularly at the highest level of the game, as soon as the club face makes impact with the ball, you know, Tiger and Phil will know exactly how they've struck it. Uh, if it was an off-center strike, what kind of spin's going to be on the ball? And so uh, a lot of times involuntarily, there will be a reaction to that. And we'll be able to pick that up and maybe hear them go back and forth with each other, what they're thinking. And so that's something that I'm really excited about uh, as a fan, as an announcer that makes our job a little bit more tricky because we need to make sure that we're not stepping on these guys while they're talking. I'm very, very keenly mm -hmm. aware that uh, you know, the fans at home want to hear these guys talk. They don't want to hear me talk. Yeah. And so my goal is just going to be to make sure uh, that I pick my spots when to come in to try and enhance the experience for the viewer rather than be the one doing all the talking. I would much rather hear these four guys going at it, needling each other a little bit, explaining the shot, uh, what they're thinking, how they're going to play it, what club they're going with. I think that's going to be uh, something really cool to experience if we can uh, get the right formula and pull that off right. What, you know, how hard is it to come off a layoff? Obviously, this is a layoff unlike we've ever seen before, exactly. But, but you know, golfers have long layoffs. Tiger has had numerous ones. 
How hard is it to come back and, you know, knock that rust off right away? I know these guys have obviously been practicing, but it's going to be a little different under the lights, I guess. Yeah, there's two parts to it. Look, uh, the physical part, I'm not too concerned about. Well, uh, let me say this. With Tiger, I'm a little bit concerned with it because we haven't seen him actually play since the Genesis. And so I'm a little bit more concerned about the physical part with Tiger because he started withdrawing from those tournaments in the Florida Swing tournaments that we've seen him win a lot of times over the years. Courses we know that he loves and he's played well at. Uh, Just saying that he wasn't quite feeling ready yet with the way his body was moving. So I'm going to be watching him closely from a physical aspect. Phil, not too concerned about at all. Uh, But what I was trying to say is from an actual technique standpoint, these guys have had a week or two to start to get ready, work on their games. Uh, So I think they'll be fairly sharp there. The thing that takes a little while to just kick back into gear is the mental process of it. How quickly can you get back into your routines, feel comfortable again when a shot means something? It's a very different game when you're practicing at home and playing at home and uh, you can hit a bad shot and just move on or rake another ball across if you're on the range to win. All of a sudden you're competing and in these guys' case, they're going to be competing in front of a lot of people, a worldwide audience, yeah. uh, everybody wanting to tune in to see exactly how, how they play. And so mentally, that is a little bit more challenging. So I think that's the thing uh, that I'll be watching for early on in the round to see just how comfortable they can get. As far as um, Peyton and Tom, uh, we, are, you know, we know these guys can compete when all the chips are down and, yeah. and they need to make a play. We've seen that for the last 20 years with them. But saying that, these guys are going to be way outside of their comfort zone here, uh, playing a sport that is not their profession. They haven't dedicated their lives to it like the other two. And uh, so for me, I'm going to be watching exactly how nervous they are to start. I think the format uh, is going to help them a little bit with it being better ball on that front nine. So hopefully they can get into a nice rhythm early and, uh, and start to play some good golf. Yeah, Trevor, I wanted to ask you about the format. And for our listeners, it'll be a best ball in the front nine. So Peyton and Tom Brady each get three strokes on the same hole. And then on the back nine, there'll be a modified alternate shot. So each player will hit a drive and then uh, they'll play in from the best drive. So wondering, Trevor, kind of in your preparation for this, if you have a feeling of what uh, if this format favors one team over another, you know, based on that format. Well, I'm not too sure. I actually think the two teams are quite well matched. Uh, I would give the slight edge to Tiger's team purely because he's played there so much and knows the golf course very well. Um, But, yeah, I I think the format's going to be very exciting. Like I said, there's going to be a little bit more leeway for error on that first time playing the better ball. Uh, And the amateurs uh, getting three pops, like you said. Uh, the fifth hole, I believe, is a one-club challenge hole. So they're all going to have to pick one club mm-hmm. and just play uh, the fifth hole with that one club. So that's going to be pretty exciting. But yeah, once they make the turn and they get to the second nine, uh, you're going to play modified alternate shot, which means everybody hits their tee shot. The team will pick their best tee shot and then have to go alternate shot from there. At that point, the stakes are really going to crank up a little bit because now there's no way for any of these players to hide. You're going to have to step up, know that you know, you've got your partner's fate in your hands here and you're going to have to pull off a good shot. So I think at that point, uh, it's going to be 
you know, an interesting time to see how serious these guys get because we know that they're so competitive and the bragging rights to be able to say that they beat the other team is going to last for years to come. So uh, I think that's when we'll really start to see them get into it. Yeah, you mentioned the, the bragging rights and, and the motivation. And, and Phil just the other day said, uh, talking about Tiger's course, he's like, I want to make it so that every time he goes to his home course, he has a bad memory from this. So <laughs> it sounds like yeah. these guys are, are really motivated. Um, you, you mentioned you think you give Tiger's team a slight edge, but obviously, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of variables here. It, you know, Phil and Tom are listed as almost two-to-one underdogs. If you were to lean either way, I mean, would, you know, you still think they have a good chance, obviously. Well, absolutely. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's been fun to watch because over social network the last week or so, as this has been announced, Phil and Tom have definitely been more vocal with uh, giving yes. these guys a little yes. bit of a jab. Uh, so we'll see right. what happens when it all kicks off on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I definitely give Tiger and Peyton just a little bit of an edge purely because of the golf course understanding. Tiger's going to be able to coach uh, Peyton around there and tell him exactly where to go. Uh, but, you know, Phil loves this kind of thing. He's quite frankly used to being the underdog when it comes to Tiger. He's had a really good record, right. you know, in their last few showdowns together. He won the first right. match. So he's coming in with some confidence. And you never know with a player like this when they can get something to play for. Look, we've all been watching the last dance here recently and you've been able to see exactly the thought process that Jordan used to go through. And when he would find something, a lot of these great athletes, when they find a little something to get them motivated, a little chip on their shoulder, they really can do some incredible stuff. So uh, who knows what's going to happen? It really is tough for me to call, uh, partly because I have such sure. great respect for all four of these athletes. I've been huge fans of theirs throughout their careers. And so uh, we're going to have to see, look, the golf course and the weather on the day, how much wind is blowing. Those are things that are going to be uh, mm -hmm. in, uh, coming into, uh, into play as well. So we'll have to keep an eye on all of those things. And Trevor, last thing for me, I wonder if in your preparation um, you could shed some light on Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning's uh, golf games and, you know, based on people that you've probably talked to, uh, kind of break down their uh, – their swing and their golf game for those of us who haven't you know, really seen them in the limelight before. Yeah, sure. I've uh, been, been scouring to the depths of the internet, finding every swing <laughs> that, uh, that has uh, been put out on YouTube and so forth. Uh, both seriously athletic. That goes without saying. I feel a little bit stupid even saying that. Uh, <laughs> you can see that from a golf perspective just by the way they set up to the ball. Uh, Brady, in particular, very clean textbook setup and posture, uh, particularly for a guy who's that tall. Uh, and he really does have a beautiful swing. He sways off of it just a little bit, really loads up that right heel very well. And the thing that I'll be watching uh, his swing on, Brady's swing, is in transition, it just seems to me every now and then he stands up a little bit too quick. Uh, so we would call that early extension. And at that point, sometimes the club can get stuck behind and you could have a propensity to hook the ball a little bit. Uh, so for him, it's going to be up to how well he can keep his rhythm and how well he can keep his angles in transition uh, in order to see if he can keep this thing timed up. But if he does and he finds a nice little sweet spot, 
it's absolutely a golf swing that you can see that he's paid attention to it. He's worked on it. He's got the right advice. He's on the right track. And, uh, and that he loves the game and loves working on his game. So uh, a very, very beautiful swing to watch. I think everybody will be impressed. Uh, Peyton, very similar at address. Um, maybe a little bit more bend in the knees, slightly stronger grip. So that club face just gets a little bit more closed in the backswing. Uh, for a tall man, he has a very low lead arm plane, so a very flat swing. If you would imagine, Matt Kucha actually looks a little bit similar to mm -hmm. that. Uh, from there, really good unwinding of the body, loads the shaft very, very well, uh, and so can build up some power nicely there. And because that lead arm plane is just a little bit flat, it appears from down the line that he just comes over it a little bit as he starts to open up his body and unwind. Uh, but for me, that's a swing built to just hit a nice power fade out there. It looks like a swing that can be quite reliable. So in the long game, I'm not too worried about either of them. The thing that concerns me is how they're going to cope around the greens, how good their touch is. Uh, my understanding from medalist, I was actually talking to Brooks Kepka about it yesterday. He's a member there. He's giving me the skinny on the golf course. If you miss some of the greens in the wrong place and short side yourself, uh, you're going to be in for a long day. So that's what I'll be watching for for these guys. I'm not too concerned with their long games, but uh, if they want to play a big part in this match, they're going to have to get that short game rolling. Well, they both obviously have better swings than Charles Barkley, which we'll see him play one hole as well, which is going to be fun. Um, anyway, Trevor, thanks so much for joining us today. We, we're obviously all looking forward to watching this on Sunday. Have a great broadcast and hit them straight today. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm really excited about it, and uh, hopefully we have a great day. Thanks again to Trevor Immelman for joining us. Um, all right, let's get into a little more analyzing this from, from a gambling perspective. Let's start with Tiger, though, first, because as Trevor brings up in there, the last time we saw this guy was at Riviera back in February. It has been a long time. He pulled out of Bay Hill. He surprised everybody even more by pulling out of the players. Of course, the players didn't end up happening anyway. But um, now he has said in a couple interviews since with Jim Nance and Arheny Zool, he would have 100% been ready to play at Augusta to defend his title there. So he seems to feel pretty healthy. But, you know, are, are we worried at all about the state of Tiger's game or, or is kind of everybody going to be in the same boat now that you've had this, this time off? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing that we'll be looking for, how Tiger looks at the gate. So that'll affect like live betting, I think. Um, you know, if he looks a little, if his physical condition doesn't look as good, you know, pound Phil and Brady on the live line. Um, but yeah, like you said, I believe Tiger in that he would have played the Masters and he would have been ready to go. And he's had, you know, I think it's going to be almost 100 days since he played Genesis so that that's a long time to let his body recover so I expect him to be pretty um you know well ready for for this and it's at his home course like we said so um you know even if he's not a hundred percent if he's like 80 percent he could scrape it around here shoot a 65 and lead him and Peyton to to a win I think so that, that, that's a huge element to this yeah I like that strategy a lot the uh kind of wait and see approach with them I would I already made a bet on on Phil and Brady I'll, I'll get to we'll get to that in a second but uh yeah I think the move is if if uh Tiger needs a few holes to warm up and say they they go one down he and Peyton all of a sudden they're plus odds and you see maybe Tiger's you know just getting his body warm then I would hammer Tiger and Peyton for sure live 
That's a hedging move, though, like Steve. Stevie loves to hedge. I didn't know you were a gardener. <laughs> hedging, hedging for gardeners, as we know. Um, okay, so and we know we're not going to worry about Phil. He loves these types of things. He'll be ready. Uh, he already said the other day uh, he wants to win at Tiger's home course so that when Tiger comes back, every time he'll have bad memories there. So and Phil is <laughs> Phil is pumped up for this thing. Uh, you know these guys are all huge competitors. But Brady versus Peyton, uh, just from a golf standpoint, obviously they're both kind of grouped together. They're both like uh, – I think Peyton's about a six. Brady's about an eight. They're both going to be getting three shots, though, on that front nine. Um, you know, our Mike Johnson dug into their handicaps recently. And, you know, I don't even know how much you can gain from it because Brady at one point went four years without posting a score. So watch out, you know, the guy is a closet sandbagger. No, no surprise there really, actually, when you – Patriots. The Patriots. Uh, theme. No surprise at but, all. Um, Juice balls, anyway, I bet. Do, do, are we too worried about – you know, who's the better golfer between them or, or is that what this match is going to come down to? It could be right. Um, yeah, I think obviously, you know, the easy handicap is Peyton is retired. So he's probably had a lot more time for golf recently than Tom Brady. Um, you know, Tom Brady has been competing in, you know, Super Bowls and playoffs. Um, and now he just moved to Florida, getting ready for a new season with the Bucks. So who knows how much time for golf he's had, but, um, you know, I think he's got some pop in his swing. Like Immelman told us, you know, he's got a swing that might be a little inconsistent and, you know, tends to hook it maybe off the tee. So, you know, I think Chris Powers could relate to that. Um, but I think, you know, what we wrote in our props uh, post is I would take Brady on some of these long drive holes over Peyton. I think Peyton's swing is going to be pretty consistent to hit the fairway, but I think Brady's got pop. You, you watch some highlights from 06 uh, on YouTube, Brady and uh, Michael Jordan won a charity event, but you know, it was like a serious format. There are a bunch of good amateur players in it and Brady was really bombing it off the tee. So um, that's where I would look right now on DraftKings. I think it's plus uh, one Oh five. You could get Brady on a long drive hole on number three. I'd take that um, as one of my better bets. So, I mean, with the alternate shot, that's going to be huge too. Like you guys said, you know, they're going to have to get out of some spots um tiger and phil will if brady and peyton you know blade one over the green something like that because i'm sure you know second shots will come mm -hmm. down to that um so definitely interesting to watch yeah, yeah. I, tiger broke down both their swings and so did so did trevor and uh tiger noted that peyton with the neck fusion his swing has gotten shorter <laughs> so i agree with you on the the brady long drive prop it certainly looks like he's got more pop it certainly looks like Peyton's the more consistent golfer you look at his scores again the ones that were reported by uh Tom Tom has a 106 on his card I mean that's tough I mean if you're eight handicap shoot a 106 I mean Peyton doesn't have anything like that. it can be done again ask Chris Bowers <laughs> that's true you you could you could tell us the thing about that though is I, always, I thought there was a rule and maybe this is like just at your club that you can't when you're a certain uh, number you can't post higher than a triple right no you can't well yeah there's based on your handicap there are certain rules right on individual scores you can't post triple if I, I, I who knows I probably won't be anymore but as an eight or six that I've been for 10 years I can only post um, double max 
Right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So what did Brady triple every hole? hole? Right. But that's true. That's true. So he, he must've been pretty close to putting up the max on every hole. I see your point. Uh, but yeah, you put in that score and it goes, this is higher than normal. Or this is lower than, are you sure you want to enter it? And you do it. Um, the point is he seems to have a little more variance. Whereas I expect Peyton to be a little more consistent. I expect Peyton to be a little, have a little better touch around the greens. Like Steve mentioned, I mean, he's playing more golf. He's the retired guy. And that's what this might come down to. Uh, especially as Trevor said, a medalist, uh, he was talking to Brooks Kepka to get a scouting report. There's some really tough spots you can find yourself in. And I'm sure they'll have the greens really slicked up to try to give these guys like a, a tour feel what it's like. And for Tiger and Phil, that'll be fine. But for these guys, it might be a little tough um, chipping and putting. Let's okay. We've kind of hinted at some of the stuff first. Let's give our picks just to win the match or, or not, maybe not to win, but what, you know, the best bets here first, and then we'll get into some fun prop bets because there are a lot, lot more options out there than just betting on the match. So uh, Chris, you go first. I think you've kind of hinted at it already, but who do you like to win the overall match? Not front nine, not just the overall thing. The overall thing I'm, I'm betting. I already made a bet. I, I said this on Phil and Brady. I do like Steve's point about Peyton being retired. If Peyton actually tweeted the, a video the other day, that he's coming out with another season of that ESPN plus show. He does Peyton's places mm-hmm. and you could see he had a golf glove on. You could see he was on a golf course. Meanwhile, Brady was, they had practice the other day. I'm pretty sure yeah. he, he was throwing Evans and, and whoever. So he's in, he's in like next season mode. He's got two more years at least in the NFL. So uh, I definitely think Peyton will be sharper, but um, I don't know. Everything says Tiger and Peyton. They should be favored. Tiger's got the home course advantage. Like, like I just said, Peyton's, Peyton should be uh, in better golfing shape. But like you said before, Myers, Phil's extremely motivated for this stuff. Like, all he has to do is bring his best for you know, 18 holes where, as opposed to a tour event where he kinda, he's struggling putting four good days together as, as he gets older. This is just – he's just got to bring his best stuff for 18 and uh, – and Brady doesn't need any any help getting motivated. He gets motivated for you know week two against the Jets. So and he owns Peyton. So you know that he's got the mental edge. So I I do like the the value with uh, Phil and Brady at plus one sixty. Yeah, you got it at one sixty. Yeah. Like, uh, Jeff Sherman on uh, Superbook still has it as of the other day at plus one seventy five. And I know when it first opened up, it was closer to even plus two hundred, which I think we all were like. Wow, you have to, you have to jump on that. Yeah, uh, seems like kind of a, a cool with, with the with the alternate shot format. It's just like anything can happen, so you got to well, take the value. I think. Right again, I th- I think they're clearly uh, giving Peyton a lot more credit than Brady here, and especially using that alternate shot formula where you know best ball those guys might not even be a factor. Yeah, throw in the pocket and move right. on. But alternate shot, they have to play. And so that's where I think there's some inside knowledge here that Peyton is, again, at least the more consistent player. Um, there's a better chance of him, you know, more holding his own. And, and that's why you see Tiger and, and him being such huge favorite. Now, again, of course, Tiger is always – everybody bets that way too. So you com- I think you combine those two things. But uh, when you add it up, you start to get towards that plus 175, plus 180 – does seem hard to pass up Steve what what, which way have you leaned or are you leaning yeah definitely leaning uh with Tiger and Peyton but I think 
you guys make a good point about Phil just being really motivated for this. You know, he's always embraced that underdog role with Tiger, and this is another chance for him to, you know, beat Tiger uh, at his home course. That's going to be a huge motivator. But, um, you know, to me, I think, yeah, I give the slight edge to Peyton among the amateurs. Um, Peyton also plays a lot of good golf courses. He's a member at the Honors Course in Tennessee, uh, which is a really – tough Pete Dye track, really tough greens. Again, pretty similar around the greens. If you miss just slightly, you you gotta have some real deft touch to get it close to the hole. Uh, he's at Cherry Hill also, but that's not to say Brady doesn't have experience playing really good golf. There's a good story about him and Phil, uh, playing Augusta prior to the masters in 2017. You know, Brady's played in the Pebble beach pro-am a bunch. He was a member at the country club up in Brookline. Now he's a member at Seminole. So, you know, He's going to be okay. I just think, yeah, Peyton's probably a little more grooved, um, a little more focused on golf most likely over the past couple of months. And again, the, you know, the edge Tiger has around these greens, a lot of this is going to come down to, you know, making a putt when it matters. And, you know, if you know these greens inside and out like Tiger does, that's where I, I have the edge. I'm not, I'm probably not going to bet it uh, mm-hmm. pre-flop at minus 186. I'm going to wait. Hopefully Brady and Phil get out to a little advantage. And if it gets down to like minus 120, minus 130, I think that's where you hammer uh, Tiger and Peyton. We did a similar thing uh, with DJ and Rory for the TaylorMade match because they were a huge favorite. But they got down. I hammered that. They were like plus 150 over the last couple holes. That ended up winning. Sorry, Powers. I I know you're familiar with how that ended. Ouch. Yeah, because we we talked about that last week too, and we were all – we were towards the underdogs just we thought it was such great value and you know it proved i'm sorry it didn't prove to be right they 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 won they won the match um they then went to this ridiculous Uh, time where try not to swear um i know cp got got robbed there but no but but steve was right down the stretch he kind of jumped on um the better team probably with with good odds i think it was chris who pointed out this bet okay let's get into some props um this through nine holes Peyton Tiger leading after nine um, at plus 110. To me, that's the best side bet of the whole thing. Uh, was it you, Chris, who pointed that out? Yep. I mean, because again, we're, we're talking about they're huge favorites, but yet they're, you're getting well, basically even odds, um, slight, slight plus odds for them winning the front nine. I know that's the best ball part. And, and again, we've talked about the alternate shot is where Peyton has a little bit more of an advantage, but Peyton is getting the same amount of shots um, as Brady, even though he's a better golfer on that front nine and Tiger filler straight up. So I think, I think that's the best value. Yeah. I think, I think there's gonna be a lot of halves on the front nine for sure. So you just gotta, all you need is one up to win that bet. And I believe I, I believe it was a tie, no bet. So if it's, if it's all square, you know, you get your money back. So exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I I like that one. I just think um, you're getting plus odds on the better team for nine holes, which nine holes just as likely they're going to be leading after nine holes as 18 holes. Um, I like that one. Steve, what, what were some of your best prop bets that you liked? Yeah. Oh, you had the Phil, the Phil hat one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. He's wore a hat in every tournament this year. Um, and the odds are minus 220 for him to wear a hat instead of wearing a visor, which is like plus 160. You could get this at bet online. So, I mean, you just got to hammer that. What are the odds that KPMG came up with like a special visor just for the match? You know, with the pandemic, I'm sure manufacturing a hat isn't too easy in these times. So 
minus these unprecedented times, unprecedented times. So, you know, put the mortgage, I got a new house. I got a mortgage <laughs> right. now. Put the year's worth of mortgage on Phil. Yeah. yeah. You can pay that now, Steve. Yep. Both of you guys in the last year now, you can say that. You can put the mortgage on something. That's it's all awesome. happening. It's all happening. It's a little dangerous, but it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Steve, I love the hat thing because it's funny. You mentioned, A, in the last couple months, they're not going to be putting together a new hat for him or a new visor. B, if you recall, at the 2016, yeah, 2016, because it was when he was in the duel with Stenson at the, at the British Open, he had a hat that didn't even fit him right. And in the wind was blowing around. He put that stupid, oh, the hat hat look. Look. he looked That's like right. an idiot. And, you know, they couldn't even get him a hat at the British Open <laughs> when there wasn't a pandemic going on. So I agree. I mean, you, you've done the homework there. He's worn a hat every time. I know he used to go to the visor a lot, but it seems like for whatever reason in the old age, he's, uh, I mean, well, let's be honest. The hat looks a lot better than the visor, but he's, so he's realized the errors of his ways and he's going with the hat. I, I love that bet. And it's, it's, uh, Plus what? Um, plus two twenty or something. Minus, Minus. twenty. So Minus a big, big favorite. favorite. But it's a lock. Although, <laughs> as we learned from last week, none of these clothing. Yeah, what the? Hell? We forgot to talk about that. He was supposed to wear orange pants or whatever, right. and he went against scripting. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, any, uh, Steve, any other uh, prop bets you like? Yeah, I mentioned Brady plus one hundred five for the longest tee shot in the third hole. Yeah. I also like his partner Phil plus one hundred five on on the longest tee shot. Interesting. You know, you think of tiger probably being longer off the team than Phil, but this year, uh, Phil's in the top 50 in driving distance. Whereas tiger's like, you know, bottom, uh, I think he's like one fortieth on tour in driving distance. So mm-hmm. that's a huge difference. I mean, I think a lot of that is, uh, you know, tiger probably hitting a lot of three woods off the tee. So, um, and this is all fantasynational.com. the last 50 rounds we're looking at. So, I mean, you're getting Phil at plus 105. Um, you know, he's been significantly longer off the tee this year than Tiger. And like you said, he, he hits bombs now. So I think there's some truth to that. Uh, so yeah. you're getting plus odds. I like that plus 105 mm-hmm. on the third hole for Phil. And I, I'd love to do that uh, live also, you know, see, see how far he's, you know, out driving Tiger, if at all. And if he is, you know, keep pounding it. Yeah, and Tiger, I mean, it's not like Tiger's going to come out here and swing out of his shoes to try to win the long drive championship for charity money that's going to go somewhere anyway. I mean, it's Phil, again, you look at the motivation there, Phil's definitely going to be wanting to to show off there. So I I think that's pretty smart. Uh, Chris, any, any other ones that you like? Yeah, I, um, I, we've talked about Peyton being, you know, the better golfer and he's going to be ready, but I do like him to miss the first fairway, which is at even money. Um, this is, this is going to be a big event. Last week we said that, and it ended up the viewership ended up kind of being like for a normal tour event. This is way different. This is, this is it's Tiger and Phil. This is, that out the water. this yeah. is the two, you know, you could argue the two greatest quarterbacks to ever play. So, I mean, this is not like a random shot, you know, in the sixth fairway at Pebble that Peyton doesn't even know is being filmed. This is like, it's got to enter in their brain. Like everybody's watching this right now. I have to hit this first fairway and you can get a little, right. you know, herky jerky as we, as we all know on the first tee. So I like that even money. And then the other one I like, which, you know, it's tough to handicap this one, but um, match the match to end on 18 or in a playoff is plus 175. And, and the point I made in our, uh, prop bets posts is these made for TV events. The last three of them 
have all ended on 18 or in a playoff. So they're made for TV for a reason. Right. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying. Wink, 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 <laughs> wink, wink. You can kind of steer it that way if you I'm want. I'm glad to. you brought that one up. And when I first said it, when I first saw it, I thought 100%. I love that logic. And I still would lean that way. There's one wrinkle I'm going to throw at you. Charles Barkley is going to play the 18th hole. That's the uh, one play so i knew i saw yesterday turner announced he was going to play one hole and again according to him i was flipping through the channels last night and i saw barkley and he was being interviewed by anderson cooper and barkley said it's the 18th hole that he will come out of the tower wherever they are and he will play for charity it's two hundred thousand challenge i'm sure people celebrities are going to throw in i bet that gets up to five hundred thousand a million dollars maybe barkley has to make a bogey or better to win so the only reason why I'm throwing this wrinkle in there is that that's going to be a little distracting if the actual match is still going on. Now, again, I guess they could have Barkley do it after the fact, but then that seems kind of uh, weird. But I almost feel like there's a chance that it would make more sense if the match was over and then Barkley did that. I, again, I don't know exactly. I'm not, I don't have the insider info there. I just, I just heard Barkley say it's going to be the 18th hole. I'm going to bet it right now. <laughs> That being said, of the fact. I wish there was a prop for Barkley making a bogey or better because he is 100% not making a bogey. Or better. I mean, that's like, if it's 18, I don't, I don't know what 18 looks like, but it's a par five. So, I mean, it's a par five. Even, seven shots before he gets to the green. That's I even think. worse for Barkley. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's a par, it's a par four. Five. I think 18 is a par four or five. Four. Okay. Yeah. All right. If it's a four. Uh, Maybe it may be 50%, eh, 30% chance. If it's a part five, I'd say 10% chance. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who a couple years ago at Tahoe, and again, this is a guy who used to shoot in like the low to mid 80s. Right. Back like two years That's ago. so crazy. I was the uh, crazy that the Jordan and Barkley on Oprah video came up a couple weeks ago, yeah, during the last dance. And I watched like the whole 20 minute segment. and Jordan was, I, I, I mean, I remember that kind of being a thing that Barkley was good, but Jordan was like, he was like really good. And now, he, and then yeah. Barkley literally said, he's like, I don't know. I really don't. He had, he got the yips literally. Got the yips and it's in his head. He, he, he had like a million different teachers and someone told him to, up. someone told him to pause at the top. Right. And now he pauses <laughs> like a foot away from ball impact. That's unbelievable. No, but, um, yeah. It's, it's just doesn't seem, he had, a, he had a scorecard there in Tahoe where he went three rounds, 54 holes without making a par. I think he had max was double because that was the mod, you know, modified Stableford. I think he had the max score on like every hole except for like three holes. I mean, it's like you couldn't be worse. So <laughs> put him on, under pressure, one hole, man. I I I don't think he gets it done. No, I, I love Charles. I'll be rooting for him, but if I wish I could bet on that, we, we gotta um, have sports books post a line on that because that's, that's electric. I bet they will put that. That will, will electric. Yeah. Well, hopefully the whole match is electric. Should be should be a lot of fun. Any any final thoughts? Well, I, I spoke to a couple odds makers from DraftKings and FanDuel earlier this week after the TaylorMade match, and they they told me you know the TaylorMade match in terms of betting and the volume they saw was like similar to a major. It was the fourth wow. most bet uh, you know golf event for DraftKings ever. And wow. their odds maker told me they expect this to be almost double of what the Taylor made match was. So, yeah. um, I, you know, the casual sports fan is obviously going to be drawn in uh, with these two quarterbacks and Tiger and Phil have the star power. So uh, I think everyone's going to be pumped about it. And again, live betting, 
you know, is going to be huge. So, you know, make sure you, you're checking our Twitter feeds. If Tiger and Peyton, uh, you know, go, go down early, pound the live line, uh, I think that's the play. Without doubt. All right, good to know. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Uh, good luck with all the bets this week. Hopefully no bad beats again, CP. Um, Had a big win on ping pong this morning. Stevie, <laughs> there you go. Stevie got the, me. Absolutely. <laughs> Electric. You can now watch a live feed of yep. Russian ping pong. And, like, you know, you expect it to be this huge arena with, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of like soccer with, with these dolls and the fans. No, it looks like it's a janitor's closet in like Moscow. It looks like those big, like, you know, if you go to like a AAU and there's yeah. like, there's a million courts and yeah. they're all like curtained the off. Up. Right. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And you got Vladimir, Vladimir Nemishkalo <laughs> with the win this morning. There we go. You have a kid right. flipping, flipping the numbers on a scoreboard. Like yeah. it's, it's great. Yeah, he's quick, quick draw McGraw, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> So all good. right, ride that momentum into this weekend. <laughs> uh, all right, thanks again to Trevor Immelman for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our producer, Greg Gottfried. Uh, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. And check back next time, whenever that is, for the Be Right Podcast. <laughs>